Chapter 3 The First Floor Once the foundation of a house is laid and solidified, we are then able to continue the house construction process with the first floor. We talked about building your foundation in Chapter 1 because if you decided the best way to build a house was to start with the first floor instead of the foundation, you would soon find out that there was no solid structure for support and your house would consequently collapse. Once you have a solid foundation, cover letter, resume, LinkedIn profile, and clean additional social media platforms intact, you are now at the point where you can begin the job search process. Job searching has evolved over the years, from mailing your cover letter and resume to a prospective employer to now, in some instances, being able to apply for a position with a couple of swipes and taps of a finger on your smartphone. Knowing the ways to apply for a job opening is important, since each company can choose their own method and process. So let us go ahead and jump into some specific job searching criteria, starting with identifying the geographic locations that you would be comfortable working in. I am referring to not only the town, city, state that the employer is located, but also how comfortable you are with the commute time and required methods of transportation. The term commute in its simplest form, is the amount of time it takes you to travel to and from a location, whether your method of transportation is one or a combination of the following, a motorcycle, scooter, subway, train, bus, automobile, or airplane. The reason we want to start our job search with the geographic location of the potential employer is because if the furthest you have commuted previously is 15 minutes each way, then you have to determine if you would only be okay with a commute time of 15 minutes or less, or if you could tolerate a commute of, let's say, an hour each way for a commute totaling two hours each day. You may have heard the saying, time is money. Time is money in this case because, as we will talk about in a later chapter, you will want to ensure that you are being compensated for 1. The time you spend commuting and 2. The non-monetary loss of time with your family, which is tough to put a specific monetary value on. You are in a good spot once you determine the geographic locations you would be comfortable working. We then move into the stage of identifying what prospective employers are situated in your predetermined geographic locations in the industry they each serve, such as healthcare, financial services, or steel, as examples. This particular task can be completed with an internet search. Let's say that through your search, you have found that there are five employers in the geographic area you selected, with two serving the healthcare industry two serving the financial services industry, and one serving the steel industry. The industry of the employer is important because a job serves the needs of two specific entities. One, the employer, and two, you. So if you are an employer in the steel industry, one of many characteristics you would be looking for in a job applicant would be whether one, the applicant has steel industry experience, 
or whether, too, the applicant has taken an interest in the steel industry via a class project or a positive word-of-mouth recommendation from a friend or family member who works in or has experience in the steel industry. If, as a job applicant, you do not have steel industry experience or a drive to earn it, you may not be the best fit for that particular company. This is not to say that not having the industry experience of the employer is a bad thing. It just means that the road to earning a job there may take more of a winding approach as opposed to a straight path from point A to point B. You may be wondering how the employer finds out this information about job applicants. One way the employer obtains this level of information is from the foundation you and the other job applicants built in Chapter 1. It is okay to eliminate an employer from your job search based on the industry not being a great fit for you. This gives you the ability to focus your time, energy, and resources on those employers that serve the industries that match your experience and interest. Once you have identified your ideal geographic areas in the industry that those employers service, it is time to maximize your network of friends, family, former students you had classes with, former teachers, or coaches, to name a few. To determine if any of these individuals works at or has worked at any of the employers you are researching for potential employment. A quote you may have heard before is, it is not what you know, it is who you know. While this is not 100% correct, the percent of accuracy is rising higher each day. Earning a job is extremely competitive because you may apply for a job that 25 other candidates also applied for. But if you are the only candidate who applied that already knows someone who works at that potential employer, you will be one step ahead of those candidates that do not. Even better would be a scenario where your connection is in HR because an HR employee may have additional insights you can glean such as who the hiring manager is or how many other individuals have applied for that same position. You can maximize a connection at a possible place of employment by contacting your connection via whichever communication method you are most comfortable with and asking if you can chat either in person, over the phone, or virtually such as Skype or FaceTime or Zoom because you have an interest in learning more about the organization. Through my experience, I have found that people, generally speaking, will take the time to have a discussion with you if you communicate in a polite and respectful manner. One caution is to ensure that you make your best effort to not waste yours or your connection's time. If you are meeting for a half hour, do not spend 20 of the 30 minutes catching up and only leave 10 minutes to discuss the reason you wanted to meet in the first place. The topics you plan on discussing should include the company and industry, the connections position and department at the company, and if you would be a good fit there. If after the discussion you still feel good about the company and industry, it is then acceptable to ask your connection if it would be appropriate to send your cover letter and resume in case the connection or someone in the department knows of a current open position for which you may be a fit. 
Now you can start to visualize how having a connection at a potential employer could give you a small leg up on your competition. From here, you may or may not have communication with this connection for a period of time. Either way, it is okay. Before utilizing the connection, someone you know, make sure you or someone you know and respect has vetted the connection as much as possible. Meaning, if you know that the connection has had a less than stellar past, you may not want to have that person in your corner during your job search journey. This does not mean to turn away completely, but be clear with the prospective employer that while you do know the connection, you want to be considered for the position based on your own education, skills, and experience, not theirs. Since you should not stop your job search until you are hired after you go through the exercise of identifying and establishing communication with your connections at a potential employer, you will want to search and locate them on LinkedIn to add them as connections. Following a connection on LinkedIn means you will see that person's updates in your newsfeed, which is a function that you can view at your convenience anytime you log on to LinkedIn. Just as you will want to add and follow professional connections, you will want to also add all the companies you have identified as potential employers. This gives you the opportunity to gain more familiarity with the organization because more and more organizations are now including their mission statements. You can now view current job openings and companies are able to view who is following them. This function of LinkedIn could lead to you being contacted by a recruiter for a job opening. Even if you are not contacted directly by a recruiter from a company you are interested in, as I alluded to earlier, many organizations are now posting their job openings on their LinkedIn page. Some employers also give you the ability to submit your interest in a job opening by applying directly through a quick apply method that only takes a few seconds and can even be completed from your smartphone. The quick apply feature electronically sends your LinkedIn profile to the recruiter at the organization of choice and gives you the ability to upload your cover letter and resume to the quick apply action message. This is a much more streamlined and efficient process than sending your cover letter and resume through the United States Postal Service. Simultaneously, you will also want to search for and identify the company websites you are interested in, possibly joining to learn more about them, as well as searching and applying for open positions, which are often posted on a company's website. The location of open positions on a company's website may vary, although in many instances there will be a link in the site's navigation titled Careers, Career Section, or another variation of those terms. Click on the career link and you'll be automatically directed to that company's career section where open positions, employee recruiting videos, and other career-related information is posted along with the ability to create and maintain a job search profile specific to that company. Once you have identified the career section of your companies of interest, your next step will be to create your job profile for each and every company you are interested in joining. These profiles can take anywhere from a couple of minutes to more than 30 minutes each, depending on the requirements of that particular organization's HR department. 
Again, each company can decide whether or not to have a career section on their website, and it is their decision as to the layout, design, and available functionality. For the sake of being on the conservative side, when you sit down to create your profiles, make sure you have at least 30 minutes of uninterrupted time available, including silencing your cell phone and powering off your television. The basic information required of most job profiles is your name and contact information. You will also have the ability to upload your resume and cover letter, geographic preferences, ability to relocate, education, volunteer service, and any professional experience you may already have. There is also an area on most profiles to include website links that may be helpful for the organization to learn more about you as a candidate. This area is where you will want to copy and paste the URL of your LinkedIn profile. See how each area we discuss is building on the previous? One area that we will cover in a future chapter but which you may be asked to include in your job profile is salary expectations or salary requirements. You'll want to enter the dollar amount that you're asking for the organization to pay you as an associate per hour or per year, referred to as salary. Money is always a touchy subject. Many of us think we should be paid more than what the free market is willing to pay for our services. So be careful not to price yourself out of a job opportunity because of stubbornness. Do an internet search for elements you will want to consider and include when deciding what you will ask a company to pay you. Here's what a hypothetical search may look like. What is the average salary for someone with a finance degree in Los Angeles, California at Sony? Many different websites will populate on your screen to filter and choose from. One website I would check out to give you a starting point is Glassdoor, www.glassdoor.com. I do not recommend using this site exclusively in your salary research because some individuals that post their salaries tend to exaggerate high or low, and some companies withhold what information actually gets populated for you to see. The company's withholding of information pertaining to salaries sometimes also relates to the withholding of past or present company employee reviews about company culture, people, and working conditions, to name a few. In addition, I would also refer to the Career Services Department at your local college or university for a reference point as well. Make sure that you maximize each job profile you create to the fullest potential. When you set up your job profiles, there is usually an option for you to create what is called a job alert. A job alert within a job profile is a tool where you're able to identify your geographic preferences in the department you're interested in. For example, Los Angeles, California, and finance. From here, you can then set up the frequency that the job alert will send you email updates on the availability of open positions that meet your specific personal criterion. I recommend setting these up for each organization that you have an interest in. The last area I want to cover in this chapter is similar in nature to the job profile and automated job alert emails, but instead this tool aggregates the open positions from all companies that subscribe to their service within your personally selected parameters.
and sends you an email with all pertinent details, such as job title, job description, option to apply, to name a few. This aggregation tool is offered with LinkedIn, as well as Indeed.com and other similar aggregation sites. I am only naming the most popular aggregation sites at time of publishing, since new aggregation sites are created on an almost daily basis. The LinkedIn aggregation tool creates your job alert with your already established profile and other specific information such as geographic locations, industry, and job type layered on top. Indeed.com does everything LinkedIn does except use your LinkedIn profile, which could change in one of their next updates. We have covered a lot of information in this chapter that allows you to get your job search up and running, which I know will be extremely helpful for you at any stage of your professional career. The following job search preparation worksheet gives you an opportunity to document some of the key information that will be helpful in maximizing your job search while it is still fresh in your mind. Job Search Preparation Worksheet. Please list the following. Preferred Geographic Locations. Companies located in preferred geographic locations. Industries of experience and or interest. Connections at companies in preferred geographic locations. Industries of experience or interest, such as company, name, and contact information for each. Job profiles created, which includes organization, URL, frequency updated, user ID, username, and password for each profile.